Dogs, swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needing some proper manning. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hempen jig. As we see you to Davy Jones, the Jeffy, my boy, on with the show. Shiver me timbers. To our listeners from across all regions of the planet, welcome once again aboard the Robin Hood, flagship to the world's one and only cooperatively inspired charity podcast network, WPRPN. As Korea transitions through its post-Olympic hangover phase, it's time for us to crank up a little punk rock, together with a few Liberty Minds, as we present to you this week's show, episode number 96 of Pirate Radio Podcasts. I'm your host, as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Editor-in-chief at the Daily Liberator, founder of Punk Rock Libertarians, and frontman for the Baltimore, Maryland-based punk rock band Ten Watch, Matt Bergman is our feature guest for the first hour this week. Following things up, Minds.com personalities both Satori D, a.k.a. Daniel De La Rosa, and the one and only Minds Gaming are slated to help steer things home. Major developments are now being unveiled, over on Minds.com, with a high-profile, online and in-person, powwow gathering of sorts scheduled to take place in New York City. Coming up now in just a few days, on March 6th. Major developments indeed said to be taking place over on Minds.com. We're going to work on doing our best to get to the bottom of things uh, a little later on down the road. The first hour of the show here once again. And by the way, it is Jaffe Ryder here, as always, folks, of course. Helping to uh, <laughs> guide the show along here this week, episode 96. But uh, Minds Gaming and Satori D once again dropping by in the second hour. The first hour, we've got none other than Matt Bergman from out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, he's going to be, uh, I think we've still got him there, of course. We've been trying to work things out from a technical standpoint. Matt, are you plugged in there still? or? Yeah, dude, I just like ripped a bong hit, and I, I'm here. I'm ready to go, dude. Oh, dude, Skullport Harbor. and <laughs> uh, There's a few bong hits being hit and a few pipes being lit up down in the harbor, as always. <laughs> And thanks a lot for taking the time out of your, I guess it is uh, Friday evening there in Baltimore, Saturday afternoon here in Korea, of course. Yeah, it's great that you're setting this time aside to join us here on Pirate Radio Podcasts. One of the things that we're talking about just in the lead up to today's live stream was how in order to gain passage uh, to board the ship, the Robin Hood, the captain, the way that he's got things laid out in the ship's articles is 
guests are required to provide or share some kind of pirate story of some sort, even just uh, some angle of any kind, really, that suits the captain's fancy. What do you got up your sleeve for us this week? First and foremost, I drink a lot of Captain Morgan's. I'm drinking Captain Morgan's right now. Um, second, you know, it's like with pirates, you know, they do a lot of like robbing and pillaging. And it's like, you know, I think that's cool if they're robbing from the state. But when they're robbing from private citizens, I'm not down with that. Oh, yeah. Neither are we. So we are very totally. mindful as to any action that we do take as far as the pirating end of things. We uh, hear you loud and clear. This is the Robin Hood, though, of course, too. Let's yeah. not forget <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. And I'm all about, quote-unquote, pirating movies or DVDs, like music. I don't give a shit about that. And at the same time, you know, I'm an artist. You know, I've uh, made a bunch of music throughout my life. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be fine with, like, giving you a copy of my CD, and you can make a million copies and <laughs> give them out to all your friends, you know? That's exposure that we wouldn't be getting otherwise, probably. So, rock on. Well, and we actually, speaking of music, have got a couple of the albums here uh, that you did put together with your group 10 watch 2003 as well as 2005 i believe was when the two projects were yeah so dude you should you should pop on chug chug it's a, yeah, it's it's, a drinking song uh maybe <laughs> well give us, some, give us a little context if you would well, actually, I don't think I've ever told anybody what it's about. It was, it was actually about a friend who, uh, like, we had a falling out, and it was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a fuck you song. It's like 30 seconds long, you know, so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, just a quick little, as an as a intro kind of deal here, I guess, why don't we we'll fire that up? Yeah. Uh, we're going to crank it up, so just uh, stand by, and uh, I'm not sure, was this the 2003 or 2005 release. There's two different projects in the midst, 2005, as well as Last Call for Regret, which you put together with your bandmates in 2003. Which of those? Yep. Uh, this is all last, last Call for Regret. It's only 43 seconds, so buckle up, folks. Ten watch <laughs> and chug. You say that I waste all my time. Hell, man, I'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah, that's about a dude who was like, who used to be a good friend of mine. And then we, we had a falling out around the time when, when this album was out. Then it actually helped me put the, the liner notes and shit together by the time we, we put the album out. Then me and this same dude had a falling out again because uh, Donald Trump got elected. He was pissed at me because I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Gary Johnson. And he, he was blaming anybody who didn't vote for Hillary for Donald Trump. You know, that was one of the things we wanted to talk about, as you might imagine, in particular with respect to Penn Jillette. And that was his take on things as well, too, which really, I don't know, I really frankly lost a lot of respect for the guy. I try to reserve judgment as much as I can, but when he did that, 
Seems like you're a fan. You follow him. Oh yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. So didn't he say he said something like uh, Donald Trump's so bad we have to vote for Hillary? Basically, yeah, that kind of deal. Exactly. I thought that was bullshit. And you know, I I, I love a lot of things that Pendulette has done for libertarianism. He really speaks out. He, he's he's usually a, I'd say a pretty great voice for liberty. But yeah, that was disappointing to me. Not to the point where I'm going to like write him off and never listen to him again. It's just like, oh, I disagree with you there. Well, you know, it's one of those things, separating the art from the artist. I really love his magic, the work that he's done with uh, Teller over the years. You know, they're two of the greatest magicians. Well, I, I, you could say ever, I suppose. They've got their own <laughs> unique style, way of doing things. Bruce Springsteen is another name that comes to mind. I was actually listening to one of your podcasts just last night, and we have the whole archive downloaded now courtesy of itunes so if people want to check that out by all means head over to itunes uh do a quick search for punk rock libertarians and you'll be able to access a whole schwack of uh of free this is some of the greatest i think podcasts and conversations that i've heard in quite some time but anyways there's a bruce springsteen reference briefly one of your uh co-hosts was uh singing a little refrain from the rise up the rising album i guess it came out a number of years ago but the art from the artist bruce springsteen his music okay i can kind of you know dig some of that but as far as his political thoughts and opinions well not so much it's interesting steve martin you know he talked about this is the comedian actor steve martin talked about why he rarely ever comes out taking a strong political stance on publicly on any issue whether you know backing candidates or what have you and that's because you end up losing half your audience is what he that's his take on things uh so speaking of chuck bringing things back around full circle perhaps watching you now as you hit the pipe contact stone <laughs> <laughs> that yeah ooh, that, ooh, it feels good what about how about toke you know toke 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 it up feels so good can't get enough Hey, there we go. Well, First there was a song called Smoke on that album, too. So. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, I covered all the bases, dude. Right on. So, now, Ten Watch, how did you first, how did the name come about then? Let's just give a little bit of uh, context and backstory here for our listeners, people that maybe have not heard your music or are overly familiar with your story. How did the name come about? How was the band formed? And how long have you had an interest in punk rock music? I kind of feel like I was born punk rock and that sounds fucking cheesy, but it's like when I was a kid, I was big into like Johnny Cash and Hank Williams Sr. And those guys were like punks like 40 years ahead of time or something. And then when I got into rock music, first band I dug was Nirvana, who were very punk influenced. And then uh, I was always a fan of uh, just like the punk influenced radio bands until like after Green Day broke, I started learning about like all these other punk bands. And uh, I'd say it just uh, kind of snowballed from there. So my all-time favorite band was a band called J Church. They were out of the San Francisco Bay Area for a lot of their, a lot of their time. Green Day and The Offspring both opened up, opened up for them at some point. Um, I'm also huge into Jawbreaker and uh, Leatherface and uh, Minor Threat has been uh, musical influences for the stuff that I write. They're in, they're still there with me. You know, Sex Pistols frontman Johnny Linden, aka Johnny Rotten, apparently not so long ago, actually came out in support of Trump. On top of that, what he quite famously stated might have been even around the same time, as a matter of fact, uh, that he has always, as it turns out, loved the Queen. 
pretty uh pretty high regard isn't that ironic though the sex pistols so famously put the song out anarchy in anarchy the in, the, anarchy in the uk god and save uh, the queen. god save the queen god yes both of those queen. yeah i'd say that's kind of disappointing i also heard a rumor that uh the sex pistols were cool with ron paul they were on i believe jay leno with ron paul it looked like they kind of gave him a shout out or whatever i'm going to just put this out there okay i like trump in a way I didn't vote for Trump. There's no way I would have voted for Trump. But if you held a gun to my head and you said you have to vote for either Trump or Hillary, I'm going to fucking blow your brains out. Guess what? I'm not going to die over this shit. And I would choose Trump over Hillary. That doesn't mean that I'm necessarily right. With Hillary Clinton, you knew she was going to be bad. At least with Trump, it's like, oh, it's something new. Definitely the lesser of two evils and less uh, political baggage to deal with. Absolutely. Plus, the the liberals had their cake. The the left had their cake and ate it for like eight years straight. You know what I mean? And it's not that I even identify with the right. I think the paradigm's bullshit. But I'll tell you what. I live in a blue state, so I'm surrounded by a bunch of Democrats. And it's nice when the people surrounding me finally hate the president as much as I do. That's all I'm saying. You know, he's a contentious figure, very divisive. But, I mean, what president hasn't been over the last, who knows how many <laughs> every years? I mean, George Bush. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Obama, yeah, I mean, ever, I mean, ever since I've been alive, I was born in 1980. As a kid, for some odd, deranged reason, I was into politics then. I remember in 1984, Reagan versus Mondale. In 1988, it was uh, Reagan versus, I'm sorry, Bush versus Dukakis. You know, so like I remember paying attention to all these all these elections. I don't know. It's like with Trump, it's like he's an obvious asshole. I feel like now the office of the president is finally receiving the amount of respect that it deserves. Casting our gaze to the live streaming YouTube chat, working on getting about half a dozen people joining us here live as we stream out Friday night, Friday, the I guess it's the second of march in baltimore third here of course over in, in asia pirate joe Eminon asking are you guys high or what so maybe something <laughs> along those line i wish you know south korea we could get into that a little bit more if you like i know i'm certainly always game to have a little discussion with respect to korea's policy of uh pot prohibition how it came into place here in the south and how in the despotic and tyrannical north it's completely legal We've talked about this a few times in the show now, so most of our regular listeners are kind of up to speed on this one. It's also interesting to think about the trip to uh, North Korea that Dennis Rodman made, uh, him presenting Trump's art of the deal, as well as the fact his visit was sponsored by Potcoins. So he delivered, uh, that was one of the gifts so, uh, that he presented to the dear leader in person, Donald Trump's art of the deal. It's in fact even believed what I've heard. I've been following things you know, as close as I've been able to manage. and. Apparently, off the record, supposedly, uh, this is through the Joe Rogan show, Polly Shore, I think is the comedian's name. He's, I think, friends with Rodman. And he says that, off the record, Kim Jong-un actually greatly respects Trump. So, you know, it's the theater of war, right? They got to play it up. They got to <laughs> justify those big multi-billion dollar defense contracts and, and budgets and all the, you know, this ridiculous over the top, you know, the amount of spending that goes on and uh, what can you do? So that's the way I look at it, frankly. Also, too, if you're, if you're still talking about Trump, when it came to war, if you watch the Republican primaries, and I actually watched a few of them, next to Rand Paul, Donald Trump was coming off as the most uh, non-interventionist person there. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. And that's yeah. what, with Russia, that's it's, one of the reasons. Who the hell wanted Clinton? It's so obvious what she was exactly. saying. And it's like, at least Trump, at least Trump is not, and you guys talked about this on your podcast. I heard one of the episodes, I think it was like 87, 89, something like that. And, uh, I, I only listened to 69. <laughs> okay. Uh, Right, uh, uh, eighty nine, <laughs> eighty seven, whatever it was, something yeah, in okay. the eighties, right, whatever. <laughs> and they basically uh, sixty nine. It's an okay number, believe me, uh, <laughs> as you, I'm sure you well know. But no, they talked about how it's obvious. You know, Trump was a little more, at least of the attitude and persuasion that he was not going to go to war with Russia. On top of that, he promised, he ran on a platform of dealing with ISIS. And I think by this stage of the game, we should all know who ISIS is, that it's this proxy army that's been supported and put together, financed by the CIA. Uh, I think Mossad has had a hand in it, of course, as everyone knows, it's looked into these things. MI6, I mean, just who am I missing out here? Uh, all the usual suspects, frankly. So the Saudi uh, royals, let's not forget, it's a straw man uh, opponent that so often has to be, uh, they've got to build up and then and then go in and knock down. And, and Hillary Clinton was talking about pretty much immediately going to war with Russia. For me, you know, the wars would be the number one issue. That's of greatest importance. That's where the most people are dying. And then my number two issue would be the drug war. You knew Hillary was going to be a hawk. Trump was talking more non-interventionist, and I'm not saying that I believed him. Once again, I, I didn't believe in him enough to vote for him under any stretch, unless if you held a gun to my head. I'm just saying, like, out of the two, you know, eh. But who knows what, what's going to happen? Trump could be worse than Hillary ever could have been. I, I don't doubt it. You know, because it, it seems like no matter who's president, the military-industrial complex is still um, pushing the buttons. And pulling the strings, there's uh, yeah. no, no doubt about that. So how about for all his misgivings or faults and shortcomings and ill-advised or implemented policies, what about the war on, and I know you guys have talked about this in your show as well, Pizzagate, the war on pedophiles, many of which that we seem to see uh, within the highest ranks of society, including with what's been happening in Hollyweird as of late. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, or Weinstein, <laughs> I guess, as some people put it. but And that really hasn't come out too much as far as the talking points, the big media. It's interesting how they're just bashing men. But what about these powerful women, female abusers? And how about the gays that abuse other men, you know, or the kids? So really, have you been following that at all as far as, I guess Ivanka has been behind the scenes there with the war on pedophiles haven't come across too many major reports as of late but there were a few they were quite high profile as far as the busts that were concerned you know people that were stashing and storing vast amounts of kitty porn on their computer yeah as well as surfing the deep web and getting into all kinds of yeah i mean it, it seems like they're really entrenched in uh power like uh, there's a lot of powerful people who are, are pedophiles so i haven't heard about any uh females that were caught though well, who knows? I, I really haven't, you know, looked into it any further hey, past the point of just these hello? reports. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Have we lost our connection? Isn't that something? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was cutting in and out there for a second. It might be the wind blowing really hard. It's interesting. Just as soon as we start talking about Pedogate, uh, that hello. Test one. Okay, sorry. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, dude. They tried. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, we we totally lost you there. We you totally okay, dropped okay. out. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh, you're coming through loud and clear. So okay, uh, yeah. Like right. I said, there's 60 mile an hour winds here in Baltimore. I believe I was telling you on the pre-show. 
Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. One of the things that we could do if we have to is move on over to the peer.in platform. That works quite well for the most part. If need be, we'll just kind of see, I guess, play things by ear here. But uh, what kind of a connection do you have? Is it Wi-Fi or cable or what's the deal there exactly? It's fucking dial-up, dude. What kind of like bit rate or... Uh... Um, no, like I, I have a Verizon Fios. Okay, so is that like, uh, Jesus, I don't even know like, from a technical yeah, standpoint. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty strong internet connection. I think it's as strong as you can as you can get, pretty much. Can I call you on a landline? Oh, you mean like a telephone? Yeah, can I just call you on my phone if, if I send you a number, or how would that work? I don't think so, no. Oh, okay, gotcha, not, not, gotcha. Not, okay. Not, <laughs> we're going to okay. need a little more help from a technical standpoint here aboard the ship gotcha. i mean the captain just threw me into the deep end of the pool it's either you sink or you swim and so far we've been managing to tread water uh which is i guess is better than drowning but uh before we uh carry on any further this is probably as good a place as any we've about reached the halfway point of our allotted one hour time frame what song would you like to hear let's crank up another tune here from one of your uh, independent releases and by the way speaking of independent releases in indie music and so forth we just recently had our third installment of the minds world indie music showcase that we've been producing and promoting over the last year and a half or so really we got the fourth installment coming up probably within the next month or two or i'd imagine it all depends on what kind of momentum and interest we get always looking for for new blood as it were although uh we have no problem in playing songs from artists that we've already had visit us of course but yeah maybe that's something that you'd be interested in uh, having your group 10 watch come on board and give us your best shot as far as you know what kind of music it is that you can offer the world and would want a larger audience to hear you know there's one of the tunes and i wish i could remember maybe it was black carnation as a matter of fact with the scene that you're a part of i'm just not i'm really out of touch and you know out of the loop as, yeah. as things go but black carnation hey, you, should, you, should, you should check out baseball cap well i was thinking you guys ever had anyone tell you you sound like green day you're heavier you're fucking rock out a little heavier than them obviously but black carnation yeah. was green day you're hearing that sound big time i believe i think it's a tune but you want us to do baseball yeah, I mean, cap? Yeah, baseball cap. Yeah, I think that's maybe the best song I've ever wrote. Alrighty then. Any, any uh, kind of uh, just context of things here, the way that you like to frame This is about a good friend a good friend of mine that died. It just got me thinking about death and then like uh, God, like if there is one, what is he, she, it like, whatever. You know, so it's just about my buddy that died. Runs for about four minutes. We'll get you to stand by there, Matt. Maybe time for another hit off the bong or another shot of uh, Captain Morgan's. Not sure exactly which. Maybe you just like to uh, chill out and relax. But Probably you know, both. There you go. And in true pirate fashion, <laughs> double fisting. Here we go, folks. Baseball cap from 10 Watch. Enjoy. <laughs>
baseball cap from Baltimore, Maryland's hard rock and punk band, Ten Watch. How long have you guys been together, Matt? Ten Watch got together in 2001, and then we broke up in, I believe, uh, it was, I think, 2008. And then uh, it was more of just like a hiatus because everybody was busy. And then we just uh, got back together um, in the past year. Been managing to do much recording or gigging? Um, in the past year, so, so far, our first show back, I believe, we opened up for Agent Orange. So that, that was pretty cool. Since then, we've also played uh, a gig with Off With Their Heads, and uh, we also played uh, another gig at the Sidebar in Baltimore. All right. Well, you know, uh, they, they say comparisons are odious, but in listening to that last song, and I think as well, Black Carnations is the name of yeah. the tune that you've got there. I couldn't help but think just a little kind of heavier sounding Green Day. And another act that might ring some bells or that you might have heard of is Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, um, actually, one of the dudes that uh, is currently playing guitar in Ten Watch, he's a big fan of Gaslight Anthem. I, I haven't listened to him too much, though. So I'm, I'm not greatly familiar, but the stuff I've heard, I thought it was pretty cool. So you are a co-founder, I guess, of the group 10 watch but also punk rock libertarians and the daily liberator if you would why not talk about the daily liberator and then maybe we can come back and get a little more into the punk rock libertarian project and the weekly stream that you put out the daily liberator what a great uh wow i mean i was looking at some of the stories that you were running there and you guys are right on top of things thanks man well the daily liberator first started out as uh, punkrocklibertarians.com. It all started from uh, Punk Rock Libertarians on Facebook. In uh, 2009, actually, I started as a group, and then Facebook changed the way that they were doing things, so uh, I had to then make it a page in like June or July of 2010. So with Punk Rock Libertarians, the, the group, I've always thought punk rock and libertarianism went like hand-in-hand hand with each other, but nobody had ever made a group. I would Google it every now and then to see if anybody was doing anything with that, and nobody did. So finally, I'm just like, you know, I'll just make my own page, you know? And uh, I remember when there was like 700 people in there, and I was like so psyched, you know? Now there's like 190,000 or something, and uh, I'm, I'm still really psyched, you know? Facebook, if they didn't really cut their algorithm so much, it's really bad. There's no doubt in my mind that we wouldn't be in the millions right now. Are you saying that you've got that many numbers in your Facebook group or following uh, I mean, you on I'm, your page? Yeah, 190,000 on our page. Okay. We didn't get a link for any... Okay, you do have a group here too, far out. There we go. We'll make sure that we uh, put in a little request there to join the group. So that's great. Yeah, we, we've got a group as well. The, the group I actually started first in 2009. Page was 2010. And then we made punkrocklibertarians.com. And punkrocklibertarians.com was cool. But the whole reason why I'm doing all this stuff is to talk about liberty, is, is to teach people about liberty, you know, the activism of it, the education of it. And with punk rock libertarians, if, if you're not into like either punk rock or libertarianism, you know, the name's going to kind of turn you off. So it kind of limits you to like this small demographic. Whereas with the Daily Liberator, who doesn't like liberation? So I just thought that it was, uh, it was a better name to reach out to more people. Who doesn't like liberation? People who are in love with their servitude and slavery, I suppose. 
<laughs> Pretty much. It's also a play on uh, Lysander Spooner actually wrote for a newspaper back in the day. I believe it was called The Liberator. So it's kind of a play on that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about him. You've got a few of uh, his pictures you carry or have published and posted. Spooner, quite the affectionate guy. Very um, touchy-feely. You know, so <laughs> he loves, he loves the spoon. Uh, but yeah, who was Lysander Spooner? What did he stand for? Yeah, Lysander Spooner was a 18th century American anarchist. You know, this guy was, uh, he was an abolitionist well before the war. He, he wrote a book called The Unconstitutionality of Slavery. And, uh, you know, he was, he was all about like self-ownership. Spooner was a, a voluntarist. I feel like he's, he said a lot of really great things in a time when not as many people were saying them. So I feel like he deserves props. I also feel like, you know, I want my child to, my daughter, to read about, to learn about Lysander Spooner more so than I would want her to learn about any any founding father, which I, I don't like to call them founding fathers. I like to call them founders because founding fathers sound kind of cultish. <laughs> All right. This is quite something. We'll definitely have to look more into the history of Mr. Spooner. And uh, once again, just... I guess you made pretty clear what he stood for and some of his writings and so forth. The unconstitutionality of slavery and him being an 18th century abolitionist is, or is it 19th century? It was early 1800s. You know, it was uh, like pre and during the Civil War. He was actually against the Civil War. He was, he was against slavery, but he felt the South should have the right to break free from the North. Right on. Okay. So uh, I'm just trying to put him, yeah, so... Let's see now, Emerson and Thoreau, those two characters, they came along a little later than I guess. Uh, the yes. Civil War was what year? I'm, I'm an expat Canadian here, so 18... Uh, please, yeah, is it 1865? Okay, well, that's 19th century then. That's why I was a little confused. Yeah, okay, right. sorry. <laughs> so he, he was a contemporary then of people like Emerson and, and Thoreau. Yes. Alrighty. So he was basically, he would have lived... During the time, once again, the Civil War era, been more than familiar with Abraham Lincoln and, and his uh, term in office, I suppose, and whatnot. Well, that's really quite something. Is there anything else that you could, uh, well, is this some, somebody we'll have to look into a little more, obviously. There was another question I was going to ask you there, it just sort of slipped my mind. But let me just uh, say here, before we carry on too much further, what we got here, it's a quote that you have on your Facebook your personal profile, maybe, or maybe it's off punk rock libertarians, libertarian, one who advocates maximizing individual rights and minimizing the role of the state in case anybody yes. was wondering. So that wouldn't, of course, go over too well with anyone who was in an authoritarian position or role in society or who had a vested interest in maintaining the status quo and justifying the use of force over people where no force was even necessary it was just all completely of course contrived as so many of these like nonviolent, you know drug arrests are of course like who are these people hurting they're just sitting at home taking a hit off the bong there and you have the uh these SWAT teams come kick down your door sometimes people obviously and their dogs getting shot and murdered in cold blood and not anything being done about it completely getting away with these events and and actions utterly scot-free so, yeah, it's something that definitely boils my blood, and a lot of the pirates here aboard the Robin Hood as well, too, do get quite up in arms when it comes to these things. 
It's also important. It's important to note that America has the largest incarceration rate in the entire world. Yeah, let's not forget that. Even more than China, so, I guess, right? Isn't exactly. Yeah, yeah. All the places that are supposedly not free. What is? Yeah. It, how does it compare then, exactly? Um, I'm I'm not sure exactly how it compares, but I know we have uh, we have a larger rate than China. We've talked about this before on the show, the Bush-Clinton crime syndicate. So many people often, you hear about oil, you hear about the drugs, you hear about the guns, as far as their investments are concerned, via Skull and Bones, the Clinton Foundation. and Well, dude, you just blew my mind earlier when you were talking about in North Korea, weed is legal. Look, man, it only came, <laughs> it only, prohibition only came into place here in South Korea in 1976, and that was because of pressure from Washington, where now oh, wow. it's... We're now, it's completely legal once again. What the fuck is going on here, man? You got people dying from cancer. You got people sick and suffering. I'm calling for accountability and uh, people being held to account and, you know, seeing that, uh, well, we have to start with just generating more awareness. I've been blocked and banned and kicked out of groups on Facebook here, expat, Korea-based expat groups for daring. How dare you even speak of such things? Especially, you know, and you look at where things are at now in the West. And the people living in this country, completely isolated and out of touch, so insular, because of this, the way they've been so heavily indoctrinated. We hear about how, oh, North Korea propagandizes the population and hasn't completely brainwashed. Well, it's no different in the South, frankly. Oh, wow. Not by any means. The USA, uh, very similar with the propaganda machine. Look at this business of fake news and Operation Mockingbird with the handling of the Kennedy assassination and the way that the spin doctors and, you know, September 11th and all these major events that, because as you've probably heard about with Operation Mockingbird, the way that the CIA has so heavily infiltrated most major media outlets in the West and elsewhere too, I'd imagine. But yeah, going back to this weed business, it really boils, gets me quite fired up as you might be uh, now detecting from your end of things listening to me prattle on here so we got another 15 minutes here basically uh and we'll uh be having mines gaming drop by along with satori d you've talked about how you like to maybe hang out and learn a little bit more about minds.com yeah i'm definitely down jaffy sounds pretty sweet i'm I'm totally interested in mines i'm also interested in, in steam it you know steam it and, and dtube sound really cool right now oh for sure uh one of the things that i was actually well, I just heard from a friend within the last uh, few hours, as a matter of fact, because I've been a little out of the loop there as far as Steemit goes, although I do have an account. The way that they've set the blockchain up, that it's really top-heavy, that they've got, uh, and I don't know as far as things work from a really precise technical standpoint, although I think I have a pretty rough idea how you would be able to break it down, but the way that the shares are allotted or the percentages as far as the uh, handing out of the coinage or whatever they call it, the steam currency, that it's, once again, very top-heavy and that mostly is going to the people who founded the network. It's kind of, in that sense, almost like a uh, like a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid kind of deal. Okay, I'll tell you this. Like, I've got a buddy who's been on mines for a little bit, and he gets paid in crypto, and he explained to me that he keeps half of his money in steam, and then he keeps half of his uh, crypto, and he takes that, and he invests it in other crypto. And he's he's doing uh, pretty well in crypto right now from uh, posting on Steam. Oh, well, that's good. How long has he been tied into the platform over there? I'm not sure exactly how long. 
you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about this person's finances and naming his, his name or whatever, you know. So I think that would be inappropriate. He's just a good friend of mine. But uh, I believe he's been posting on there for a year or so. But to me, Steam it sounds a lot more promising than Facebook. Oh, for sure. I'd like to check it out, definitely. Is it mostly where you share blogs and then people vote your content up? Is that how it works? That's essentially it. Or they can, totally. they can remind or share your content so that they put it then through their channel feed? Is that the deal? Yeah, but I mean, you're like... From what I understand, uh, I haven't talked to anybody who's on Steemit who's told me anything negative about it. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm not on there yet, but uh, I'm, I'm going to get on there. Yeah, you know, with us here, myself in particular, it's just finding the time to do it. We got the account in place, but there's so much work that goes on, even just in putting this weekly show out, that uh, really are, we got a lot on our plate here. Although that does remind me that I should let it be known, we are looking for a co-host of some sort to join us and to be part of things. We are quite interested in doing something similar to what you have in place, although it's a strictly audio kind of deal, really. Although I guess if anyone wants to you know, get the video thing fired up, that's fine too. Uh, not going to be happening from my end of things, uh, simply because <laughs> that's just the way I roll, man. But yeah, uh, a midweek kind of uh, what we're calling a midweek muck around, sort of just news analysis, conversation, a little bit of pop culture and whatnot. Sort of the deal, kind of what you guys got going on with punk rock libertarians and, and your weekly deal. Although, how long is it your show typically? We're thinking like an hour-long kind of deal. This weekly interview that we do here with people such as yourself, typically 90 minutes. And then we do a rogues gallery after show, which is the premium content that runs for about an hour that we put out and share with uh, our Patreon supporters. But your weekly show, I'm not sure, was it 90 minutes as well? Punk rock libertarians. Yeah, well... Okay, so our, our our weekly show works like this. I'm off on Sunday night. I mean, I'm off on Monday and Tuesday, actually. Basically, like, Sunday night is my weekend. So we get together and we have the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast on every Sunday night. And we usually have anywhere from three to five people, depending on the week. And, uh, you know, we just meet up in Baltimore. We just hang out and uh, we just talk about bullshit, you know? We just talk about, like, politics, philosophy, uh, music, um, just timely issues, whatever you're talking about from that week, basically. Gotcha. There you go. So, yeah, I was really impressed. You know, I've seen a lot of podcasts and blogs and all that sort of thing, of course, online. And you guys really have a great formula there. So we'll be more than happy to help get your link out a little more and just keep sharing things via places such as Mines. You've talked about how you do have an account or a channel in place as well over on minds.com but uh, really haven't uh it's been a few years i guess since you've visited the place uh you might need a hand yeah. and you learn to navigate <laughs> your way around a little better perhaps you know yeah things have really grown since you last visited i think oh wow that's what she said so, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i'm totally interested in in any website that is going to create competition for uh facebook and the evil myspace so, yeah, I mean, I'm all about, uh, you know, revisiting minds. And another thing, like, I believe I got an email recently where I heard something about with minds, you can take your points and you can turn them into crypto. How does that work? Yeah, that's that's actually a recent development. And one of the things that we're hoping to, let's see if we can get him on board here right now. Mike, via, he was a part of the group and uh, it looks like he's having some issues 
reconnecting. So I'm not sure what the deal is there exactly, but either he or Satori D would probably be able to answer these questions for you. Oh, geez, we're getting, isn't this something too? We're getting, you know, I don't know how this works, but there's, there are hackers here on Skype. And as you can see, we got, they're Russian hackers and <laughs> they, they, I don't know how they do it, but they manage to uh, just kind of hijack things, jump into the conversation and I guess duck out before uh, we kick them out. And who knows who's, is it interesting talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and whatnot? They're spamming us with their ads. So I guess people are listening. We've got over half a dozen folks that are actually checking out the show that we are streaming out here once again this uh, 3rd of March. It's the afternoon hours here in Korea, the evening of the 2nd in Baltimore, Maryland. Winds reaching up to speeds, intensity level of, I don't know, what is it, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour? It's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? It's pretty crazy out here, man. Like my buddy uh, John Vibes, like I saw his like greenhouse was like just like kind of blown down and, and demolished. Just insane winds. How about that? Now here's one of the issues too. Speaking of weather weirdness and whatnot or intensity, one of the issues that I'm not sure you guys have tackled, but uh, the HARP program, uh, things you know we hear all about man-made CO2 based climate change. You know I'm all for climate change, but only you know. If we're talking first and foremost, to begin with, Tesla and uh, scalar weaponry or Tesla technology, that I can understand and totally see being an issue. But as far as the CO2 business, I think it's a total red herring, frankly, and a ridiculous ploy that's been hatched on behalf and courtesy of the Club of Rome, if you want to trace things back, the Rockefeller Foundation and so forth. So Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's all about tax revenue, dude. Man bear pig. Hashtag man bear pig. Yeah. I'm not sure. You ever see that South Park episode? No, I, I don't think I did, actually. Speaking of punk rock libertarians. <laughs> yeah, so, those guys are awesome. All right. Well, we got uh, Minds Gaming is trying to join us here. It's just a few minutes before the top of the hour. I think maybe now might be a good time to play another one of your tunes. Black Carnations was what I had in mind there. Are we going to get a chance Sweet. to hear that? Okay. Hell well, yeah. We'll, why don't you set this one up for us again and uh, let us know what uh, how this all came about. Yeah, well, this is one of those songs where it's like, I thought of this song, I remember, like, while I was in the shower. And then uh, I was really excited. I was, like, in the shower, I thought of this song. And then I just wanted to, like, towel off and then figure out how to play it on guitar right afterwards. And uh, this one, I sing uh, mostly, like, I don't sing as much. The other dude sings on this song, Ken. So, yeah, that's a song. It's one of our poppier songs. Yeah, and if memory serves, we'll see as we cue things up here if I was kind of on the ball here or anywhere close. For me, my biggest influences on the song, I would say, were Descendants and Lagwagon. Check this one out, folks. From Baltimore, Maryland's hard rockin' punk group, Ten Watch, this is Black Carnation. <laughs>
him without events He's a party fashionably drunk Ooh. I don't care Carnation, courtesy of Baltimore, Maryland's 10 Watch. Yeah, I can't help but hear a little bit of the Green Day influence there on that end of things. So uh, <laughs> agree or disagree? I don't know. I mean, it's like during that period of my life, I, I was listening to a lot of Descendants and Lagwagon. And it's like different aspects of that song. And then even less than Jake. I did Green Day. But um, mostly I'm more of like the Descendants. It's like bands that Green Day was influenced by. I mean, for me with Green Day, it's all about their first three albums. You know, so you've got like uh, 1,000 Hours. You've got Kerplunk. And then, of course, you've got Dookie. And then after Dookie, I, I, I just don't feel like Insomniac was uh, quite as good. And then the next time when they actually had an album that I liked wasn't until like American Idiot. And that was some years later. And I, I don't feel like I was able to enjoy American Idiot like I should have been able to enjoy American Idiot because Green Day was already ruined in my head. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we, we're trying to invite <laughs> actually someone to the group here that might have a fair deal to say as far as the punk rock genre is concerned. You've got, of course, in every city a different little niche or scene, subculture of sorts, I guess, uh, with people that are, you know, basically a, a part of it and making it all happen. Daniel, are you there? Hey, what's up? Ah, oh, great. We got you on board. Still working on getting Minds Gaming to uh, connect with us here. I think he was voicing some frustration, almost as if he'd had enough of Skype. So maybe a little bit of a miscommunication or misunderstanding on his part, I think, more than anything. We had agreed that we would uh, work on bringing him on board yeah. at the top of the hour. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we're just talking about how we've had fucking Russian hackers hijack our conversation here, uh, the chat end of things, the texting, and uh, spam us with their Bitcoin advertisements. Just a few minutes before that, we were talking about cryptocurrency and whatnot, so coincidence? I don't know, but yeah, Skype is... Oh yeah, I see, I see that in your share screen. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Legit uh, Russian hackers. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As legit <laughs> as you can manage. So why don't we get uh, the two of you maybe introduced to one another. Matt, you're speaking with Daniel De La Rosa, a.k.a. Satori D, out of uh, the L.A. I'm not sure if it's exactly Hollywood area. Probably not. But uh, why don't you fill him in a little bit, Daniel, and then maybe... Well, you've been listening to the show, I'd imagine, so you've heard a little bit about Matt and his story. But, yeah, welcome aboard, uh, Satori. Why don't you just, once again, give him the lowdown. Hey, what's up, um, Daniel? I'm here in uh, East L.A. area of L.A. And, um, I don't know, I just I do various different things like video editing, audio editing, I help produce and host a couple of podcast shows and overall just trying to be creative and do stuff online. Then I do like freelance stuff as a side gig of, I used to do cooking and then also do catering and stuff like that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. He's very actually engaged over on minds.com as well too. So that's part of the reason that we invited him 
to join us here this week, having you booked, of course, just for the first hour. And because of this big powwow that's taking place in New York City, uh, just in a couple of days, you know, we figured we had to, of course, see if we could work things out where, you know, he managed to join us. Daniel's actually been a part of the Pirate Radio podcast operation right from pretty much its inception. In the test show, I was the first guest. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, you, myself, AWOL Aaron, who really is kind of in a lot of ways fallen completely out of reach and off the radar. Maybe we'll connect with him at some point here again on some level. But yeah, why don't you fill Matt in a little more then? Because I think he's interested in hearing about this. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about mines and crypto, dude. Okay, so um, I believe the last word I got from Bill, Bill um, is actually the founder and kind of creator of Minds. But um, I messaged him probably like two days ago. Supposedly this month, they're going to launch their crypto. They're going to launch a new app. Uh, I guess they're revamping the whole app and the website's going to get some update. But um, for the initial launch of the crypto... Where's it going to be available, dude? I want crypto. crypto. Ah. I'm, I'm saying, like, like, where can I buy their crypto? Can I get it on Cryptopia, Bitrex, Binance? I I actually don't know that, but I know for the website they're gonna uh, launch it this month, and I believe they should have it on the exchanges. But I haven't. I only spoke to him on Messenger. I haven't like actually sat down and had a powwow with him in a uh, while. So, what's their coin called? Um, it's going to be Mines Token, I believe. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested in that. We got an echo. I'm not sure. Did Mines Gaming finally manage to make it? How you doing today, guys? Hey, Mike. Welcome aboard. Hey. Uh, I just want to put in my two cents. Uh, the one thing that I'm looking forward to is the white paper that they haven't released on it yet. That'll definitely give us some more information. That should be coming out right around the corner. Hey, but when it comes to crypto, how do you guys feel about Nexus? What is Nexus? I've never really researched it. Fill us in, Matt. Give us the lowdown on Nexus. I'm going to fill you in good. So with Nexus, they do like a 3D blockchain, and they do some like technological improvements on Bitcoin to make it uh, faster and also lesser fees. They're partnered with the Vector Space Program, which was started by a dude who was a founder in SpaceX. And they're actually planning on uh, shooting up rockets in 2019. And they'll be launching these satellites the size of like double the size of a Rubik's Cube. What they're going to do with these satellites is create a free internet. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty fucking awesome. And these guys, they just they had the Nexus convention uh, pretty recently. And they actually had Judge uh, Napolitano and uh, Ron Paul speak there, amongst many others, uh, Derek Burroughs, and uh, I believe Peter Schiff might have been there as well. When and where was this? I believe it was in Colorado a few months back, if I'm correct. I, I did not go, but I remember it happening. That sounds pretty cool. We got another 20 minutes here, really, with the uh, weekly feature end of things. And this is a double feature, the way that we've booked this week's show. Matt has talked about sticking around for the Rogues Gallery end of things. Of course, you guys are probably familiar with the way we work things with the after show, the one hour 
premium content so that our Patreon supporters have got something to uh, check out and digest a little more kind of special behind-the-scenes approach to the way we cover any sort of different issue, of course. Is, is there going to be more intimacy? Uh, God, I mean, like, group masturbation, or what are we talking there exactly? <laughs> Circle jerk, or how intimate do you want to get? No, I mean, just intimacy, dude. I mean, no homo. <laughs> I don't, what, what's your definition of intimacy? No, I mean, you, you know, is it is it going to be a chill time with the bros? Oh yeah, man, it's like totally like it's whatever. It's just free flowing, <laughs> whatever. We crank up tunes. We got I, you know, stream tunes from this end and whatnot. We got jukebox running. You can uh, request whatever you want and free flowing conversation, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, I'm having a blast. So uh, let's see, what have we not covered then? Exactly, what is it? Anything more that you'd like to share with the listening audience? We had about seven people there at one point. I'd love to talk about Nexus some more. I would like to hear about it some more. Anytime before you talk about crypto, you have to say that you're not licensed to give uh, financial advice or whatever. So, you know, I would just say that I'm not any smarter than than you are, and this is not financial advice. And I would say, you know, research all this stuff for yourself. But uh, if you check out Nexus... It's all those improvements to the blockchain, and uh, they also um, it's also resistant to quantum computers. It seems to me to be more forward thinking than Bitcoin. And uh, if you look at where Nexus is now, as far as uh, scarcity, I feel like it's it's in the early part of its growth cycle. So you know, I could see Nexus possibly reaching a thousand dollars per coin. And right now it's going for like three dollars and something. At three forty one. What happened to Bitcoin? Did the bottom drop out recently? You know, I don't follow things as closely as a lot of people, but did yeah. there's some uh, upheaval. It kind of self correction took place. In like December, at some point, Bitcoin actually reached. It was either December or early January. Um, I think it was December. Bitcoin reached as high as nineteen thousand, I believe, and then it went down to like. 14, 15, 16. <laughs> it was just like dipping. And then it actually went down to as low as $6,000. Now Bitcoin today on fucking, what is this, uh, Friday? Bitcoin right now is at like $11,000 last time I looked. So Bitcoin is still going pretty good. It's been going up since its inception. I would think Bitcoin is probably the safest coin to throw your money into, into crypto. Nexus is a project that's more high risk. But with high risk comes a greater reward if it does well, if you buy in early. And then with Nexus, I feel like it's a great chance for libertarians to put their crypto where their mouth is. Because these guys are all about fucking liberty and shit. Yeah, we have been ourselves working on getting some sort of uh, virtual currency launched and have been in touch with a couple of people that uh, I think have the ability to do that, but... I guess we're just still playing the waiting game as things go. So uh, it'd be great to have a pirate coin. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It'd be something. So once they open that up to open source, it's going to be so easy to, to just grab it and try to build off that. Are you talking about Nexus, Mike? No, off uh, Mines coin. Once they release, uh, once they update the, the Git for Mines, they'll have dude, to I'm all, I'm to all about buying some of that, own. dude. You don't even have to buy. I guess you could buy it, and people will be. No, but also, I mean, if we have points, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you could buy it, dude, I put a hundred bucks into that, dude, because like, mine's oh, coin is is no doubt going to go up. I, I would want to buy that shit right away. 
The only time I've ever invested in virtual cryptocurrency was a hundred bucks. I got totally fucked on it, man. It was what the hell was it? <laughs> what did what you invest in, dude? What the fuck was it now? Uh, it's so long ago. I just uh, I can't Pot even. Coin. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't that. <laughs> I would throw some money at Potcoin. Okay, coin. there's no shame in that. We sent out an invitation That's to get awesome. those guys on the show, but we haven't heard back from them yet. We'd, we'd like to have somebody following up on the Rodman, the visit to North Korea there. We thought it'd be kind of interesting to have somebody drop by and talk potcoin. So, yeah, this is, yeah, it's quite promising. In fact, uh, Mike, Daniel, isn't that you can actually, the points that we acquire, the booster points and whatnot via mines, that those are going to be, I guess, in a startup stage of things here, turned into mines currency, correct? They took a snapshot at some point of our current point balance in which they're going to convert into their cryptocurrency. So it's not going to be all your points they have. It's going to be whatever they snapshot that point value at. What's 100 bucks worth, you think? Or 100,000 points? Hopefully, hundred bucks. I mean, I have no idea. They haven't released the white paper. I, I I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, I mean, that's here, one thing I think they've been trying to do there. I wasn't too sure how much we'd actually get into talking about virtual currency, blockchain, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, God damn it! You know what? I went to the kitchen during the break there and actually topped my coffee up with some rum. I don't typically do that, Matt, <laughs> but uh, we had this... Uh, well, dude, you're yeah. a fucking pirate, dude. Hey, I'm also a Viking, too, partly. So, I'm drinking but, rum, too, dude. Yeah. I'm my, my second glass of rum. <laughs> I don't too often lose my train of thought, but I think we did there. Just That contact stone, I think, really did me in. What kind of strain are you smoking there, bro? Dude, I have no uh, idea. I, I just uh, I just it, asked my guy for a weed, dude. Good shit. Oh, yeah, well, we're asking him. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about me right now. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just joking man. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you just know somebody who gets you good stuff, and you're just like, yeah, get me a bag of fucking weed. You know, that's how it usually goes. I'd rather have my money go to that guy than to the state. And it's like right now with like <laughs> taxation and pl- places where weed is legal, I mean, you're paying more for weed, and a bunch of money is going to the state. Which is hands down the biggest like terrorist organization. Why would I want to fund them? Make sure to fund local dispensaries. They do have to cut into the state, and they do have to give that to the state. But I'd rather fund my buddy who just wants to subsidize his butt habit. He's a local dispensary, sir. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. (laughs) We talked about uh, God. You know, a couple issues that I wanted to hit on here were Facebook social media censorship as well as the Devil's Chessboard. I think David Talbot is the guy's name, the author. We've got that book here, actually, in the ship's library. Uh, which one of those do you want to tackle first? It's your call. If either, maybe just pass on both. Uh, if we could, I think, you know, for now, put the crypto aside, try to regain the focus here, and then we can kind of slide off into this totally mellow intimacy land with the after show. But right now, Facebook, social media censorship, Ben Swan, we got that noted here, too. We see that you uh, kind of picked up on his return. He, of course, you know, seemed to have fallen off the edge of the earth there during the whole, uh, the height of the whole Pizzagate debacle, which really, if you look yeah. at the larger sense, is Pedogate. Come on, folks. Hashtag. He was gone for a year, and uh, Derek Bros actually did the first interview with Ben Swan, I believe, since his absence. It's pretty awesome if you have a, a chance to research it. So uh, I, I would definitely check that out. But uh, he didn't really touch too much into hearing it from Ben. It sounds like it was kind of everything he was doing. It wasn't just specifically Pizzagate. 
but Pizzagate might have been the hair of the broken camel's back, but it didn't seem like he wanted to talk about it too much to me. Well, journalists have really put themselves in the crosshairs, you know, when it comes to reporting on the news and bringing to the public the information, the facts on the stories that are taking place within the wider world, of course, too. There's a, it's a high-risk occupation in a lot of cases. You know, you find in many countries journalists being threatened or intimidated, and some of them to the point where they're even, you know, getting shot and uh, turning up dead or what have you, right? So it's you're really putting yourself out there for speaking the truth. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I want to point out it's totally awesome that we have the internet to where like any asshole like myself can like make a Facebook page and a website and do a podcast and I can get like ideas of dissent out there to thousands of people. You couldn't do that a hundred years ago like that. It's pretty awesome. You know, I'm talking to people in like uh, Japan and shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the technology that we have at our disposal, absolutely. It is a great uh, tool for democratization and, you know, I think Daniel could really speak to this a lot more. He's quite insightful when it comes to these matters uh, as far as the power of the Internet and whatnot. But uh, one just thing that I think you might be interested in here as well, too, Matt, either Minds Gaming or Daniel could talk about, but just what's going on with Minds as far as the badge is concerned, the benefits of uh, the initial investors who first helped launch mines in a big way. There was that, I guess, a million-dollar goal was what Bill had laid out, and they managed to achieve or accomplish that via, I think, WeFunder was the platform they used to make this all come about. They did it in record time, from what I understand. What are the benefits, though, exactly? Either Mike or... Well, we haven't heard from Satori in a while. I think he's still there. You can maybe outline that or just kind of uh, unpack things for people, if you would. The first initial um, funding was on, uh, I believe the website's called WeFunder. And um, they actually hit the limit. I guess it's there's some like legal limit of what you could um, fund for that specific title that they had it under. But whatever, it was like 1.5, I think it was. And they hit it in record time. So I'm not too sure, but they have it, I think, on the WeFunder, the breakdown of that. And supposedly, I checked. Uh, minds.org not too long ago but supposedly bill was saying that he's gonna have like their books open for everybody so essentially you get like as funding it as far as just whatever you put in there's supposed to be like a return on your investment um i'm not exactly sure what's the breakdown supposedly they're supposed to have that stuff up but i haven't seen it yet so i have a authorized um channel (laughs) i was telling jaffe earlier like i don't even know how i got that just one day gov spiders was like when did you get the authorized channel i was like i don't know i just i didn't even notice so i think me and jeff were talking about it um my friend kevin has it's like a plane like it's like a badge for like a plane that's like launching off i got one if you want to check it out yeah (laughs) that symbolizes that you invested in the first launch or whatever um the plus sign is for mines um plus which gives you extra features and access to exclusive content and you get a thousand points every month or something like that but I think what's really interesting is when the Mines coin comes out, the Mines token. That white paper is supposedly, I think we had a show on Mines uh, panel show like a year ago, and it seemed like he was going to let us read it then. So I've been waiting to read that paper for a while. <laughs> what's going to be, what's going to wow. be, take, 
Mike, maybe you could add more to this, but hey, the question really, I think uh, why we're here, one of the things for sure is what's going to be happening at this big powwow, this gathering, the meeting, the gathering of the minds in New York coming up in just a couple days. Where is it going to be held? I don't know. They got it. It's some kind of an art gallery of some sort. I should check the photo that I've got here. Anybody up to speed on that? What's going to be on the table? What are they going to be talking about? What can we expect to uh, have come out of all of that? Well, I joined the group, and I know it's on March 6th. Let's see if we can get the address here. National Arts Center is what it is. Just yeah, it yeah, yeah, National Art Club. I know they're they're going to be talking about free speech and uh, decentralization. There's going to be some great artists there, of course. I don't know if anybody's seen Ivan's art, but he's a pretty good artist. And so I'm sure they're going to be creating or selling art there as well. But uh, it's definitely about just sharing and, and meeting and talking about decentralization and Freedoms and it's definitely something that I was interested in. Tim Poole, Bill Ottman, Daniel Pinchbeck, Eleanor Goldfield, Tarl Warwick, aka Sticks Hexenhammer, 666, Rob Griffiths, and Lionel of Lionel Nation. The whales, as you know, some people like to refer to them. People out there in social media with the big following. A lot more than what we've got, of course. Although you look at outfits like punk rock libertarians, and my god, some of the numbers that uh, people they've managed to attract to their operation and what it is that they've got going is, is pretty impressive. They've done a hell of a job there. Maybe they should be there as well, too. Somebody mentioned the bill. Get punk rock libertarians plugged into you know what's going to be happening there. Or would you be interested, Matt, in, if you were invited in uh, doing a live stream or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, totally, dude. Definitely, man. I'm, I'm all about like networking and getting ideas out there. All so. right. Well, Daniel, Mike, both you maybe, in fact, talk to both Bill and John. I think they'd be a good fit. Don't do, you agree? Do you, or am do I... you have a... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, do you have a uh, Minds? He does. He hasn't been on... Lo- he hasn't used does, it, though, for a couple but, uh, of years. So he's got a yeah. bit of a learning curve once he... Yeah, I, I think I've got like 1,080 points or something. Is that good? We could wire oh, your yeah, points, I'm, too, man. Points are no problems. Like, I mean, how, <laughs> how, how, many, how many points do you guys have, dude? I, I just want to know, dude. I have 200,000. 200,000, dude. You're fucking rolling, <laughs> dude. You're, you're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. I'm actually pretty low on the spectrum. When, I, when, when people show off their points, I'm always like, eh, I'm not going to line up there. We've had half a million views on our channel, but that's nothing. I mean, some people like Satori oh, and yeah. others, like four, they're almost like, well, shit, Mike, you've almost got five million now, I think. Five million views on your Minds Gaming channel? Yeah, I'm pretty close. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm pretty close. So you've done a great job. And, you know, we should show you what... We're getting there. Yeah. I mean, hey, let's talk a little bit about, before we log off here, what you've done over on the... Is it Minds Gaming Online, the club that you put together there? You've got a great pirate section. You've got comics that you put together, a kind of animation section for Captain Marvel Jr., which is I'm sure he very much appreciates. But the pirate stuff that you've done for us is fabulous. And we just couldn't thank you any more than, well... How do we express our gratitude? Much appreciated. <laughs> needed. But uh, well, I think we're talking about our mindsonline.club, or you can go to mindsgaming.com. But uh, we definitely have a lot of topics and areas, groups that you can join based upon topic. So we have uh, stuff like Pirate Areas for Pirate Podcasts, which has comments, the World Podcast Network, and stuff like that. From um, that to everything from gaming to outdoors and go hang out at the bar and learn how to make drinks, stuff like that. It's been going pretty well. Uh, it's definitely taken 
a lot of time and energy into it. Alice but, uh, w? We just got our websites up to now. She's awesome. Alice W? <laughs> yep, yeah. awesome. And she's out of Serbia, Yugoslavia? I believe Yugoslavia. She works great with everybody. It's definitely been an adventure on there. Um, if anyone has a chance, check that out. Mindsgaming.com. So, you know, a lot of what we do here, speaking of volunteerism and whatnot, you know, and that's what Mike has done there. He's just basically took the bull by the horns. He's seized the initiative and seen the opportunity to, you know, network with people and cultivate good karma really is what, you know, the main thing is what he's doing there. It's just good action is what he's uh, to be credited for. So we're very much, you know, voluntary and voluntaristic uh, principle, you know, committed to that as well. So we're going to share with you right now just the FAQ page that we've got here in place, Matt, and you can take a look at that. We'll put it in the Skype chat area, as well as we've got the mindsonline.club URL there if you want to uh, copy that and see where it leads you to and what uh, sort of... Hey, dude, why don't you kick it out with another 10-watch song for like the valued listeners, dude? Ah, yeah, we got people that are wanting more music for sure. In fact, you know what we'll do is we'll crank it up, make sure everybody mutes yourselves for this last song here. Then we'll come back into things and just kind of do a wrap and we head on over to the Rogues Gallery portion of today's presentation, the premium end of things. And you got your choice of drinking establishments too. We got to agree on this. Is it the Scurvy Dog, the uh, Howling Wolf Inn, or Mossy Wench? How about planes, trains, and automatic rifles? Okay. Think about which watering yeah. hole you like to visit, too. Do you want to set this one up for us again? What's the deal? Uh, what inspired you to write this song? And any further specifics you can you can share yeah, with your I, listeners? I was in North Carolina when I wrote this song, and uh, that's really all that comes to mind. But uh, in the wake of gun control right now, I'm all about planes, trains, and automatic rifles. And we will be back in just a few minutes after we let this stream out to our listening audience. Stand by, folks, and enjoy our latest uh, offering from 10 Watch, Planes, Trains, and Automatic Rifles.
planes, trains, and automatic rifles. It doesn't get any more American punk than that, I don't think. <laughs> it's been great having you the past, well, uh, 90 minutes or so, really, I guess, is what we're looking at here. So it's been, it's been pretty hard driving, though, you know? Not as laid back and uh, relaxed as you would have liked things, perhaps? That old, the intimacy... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think we've we've been really jackhammering things away. Well, I kind of like that sometimes. Like sometimes, frankly, you know, you know, you get pirates they got to kick ass, get out there and really stir things up and and make it happen. You know, or yeah, yeah rabble rouse. Oh hell yeah! I mean, there's a time, <laughs> and that's what we're gonna do now with the rogues gallery. Kind of kick our boots off and unbuckle our belts, let our swords and muskets. Well, not we don't want to drop the muskets, but we'll set them aside and let our let our swords fall aside. I've just knocked back my last quaff of grog here, so my flagon is empty and in need of a refill. I don't drink that often, just once again to be clear. More of the weed kind of guy, but because I'm stuck here in South Korea, it's like serving a prison sentence in some ways, only you don't get to smoke as much pot as you'd like to. Behind bars, it seems like they got access to all the drugs they want, frankly, so how about that? <laughs> Uh, but no, we're just going to wrap things up here then, I guess. Any just uh, last thoughts? Yeah, hard driving. And we'll see what we can do to maybe get you connected to Bill, I guess. And he'll take a look at what you got going okay. there. So, dude, Jaffe, my last thought would be they can't keep drugs out of prisons. Right, yeah. Well, that it so it would seem. No, definitely. Yeah, I've heard from people that have been there. Yeah, there's a total industry or economy, I guess, and absolutely managed to make their way in there one way or another, right? So what do you got going then as far as future projects? People can check you out at thedailyliberator.com, I believe is... Thedailyliberator.com, Punk Rock Libertarians on Facebook. We're going to start a Steemit account soon, uh, <laughs> but we don't have it uh, done yet. Um, we're also on Minds, and after talking tonight, I think we're going to post more on there more often. So you can check us out on there. And uh, YouTube, we just got a notice recently that they're not going to be um, monetizing our videos anymore. So we're about to make a video talking about why we're leaving YouTube. And that will be our last YouTube video ever. And we're going to move on over to DTube because uh, DTube sounds pretty legit. So yeah, I, I think that's what we've got planned right at the moment. Well, that sounds great. How about postfreedom.bandcamp.com? Uh, You've got some music uploaded there. Is that the best place for people to go if they want to check out the tunes that you've recorded over the past number of years? Yeah, well, if you want to check out Post Freedom, you can check that out there. Or you can check out temwatch.bandcamp.com, and you can uh, check out some of our stuff there. You can also type in Temwatch Full Album on YouTube, and you can listen to all of our stuff on there for the most part. Well, thanks once again. It's been great having you. Just uh, we'll get you. Yeah, to, thanks for having me on. Well, it's been a hoot, man. A real rush for sure. So you just uh, totally. stand by uh, at the ready there. We're going to take a bit of a break here. You might want to uh, everyone just mute themselves as we queue up the outro here. But uh, to our listeners, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. We've got our account in place there now. So it's the old thing of uh, getting those ratings you know, if you got your iTunes account put together, I guess if you think we really suck, we could end up with a half star or one star rating, but we would prefer more the upper end of the scale if people could find that within their hearts to do. In the meantime, though, 
Thanks once again to Matt Bergman of Baltimore, Maryland's 10 Watch. Some pretty hard driving punk music there. People are able to appreciate and hopefully enjoy. On behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair, actually, wait a minute, speak of the devil. You know, we've got someone actually here at the ready, believe it or not, and he's, yeah, okay, the earpiece, all ready to go there. So, looks like, uh, Matt, we've got someone here that is hoping to talk to you. Do we got him there? Okay. Captain Sinclair, are you there? Yeah. I'll be here, Jaffe. I'll be here. I've been listening to the whole show. I've been uh, quite something here with Matt Bagman out of Baltimore, Maryland. Thanks for dropping by there, Matt. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you don't uh, find us uh, too much to really handle this, the pirate thing. I know you're a little sensitive to the pillaging, <laughs> the robbing, and uh, the highwayman yeah. ethos. Yeah, the robbery of private uh, people, you know, like uh, individuals is wrong. But if you're going to rob a state, <laughs> I mean, the state only does robbery. So that's only taking back what they've already stole from you and others. The biggest thieves that there are out there, no doubt about that. Don't steal. No doubt. The government doesn't like competition. <laughs> totally. Else. All right. Back yeah. over to you. Uh, happy sailing. Uh, back over to you, Jave. <laughs> Captain, I appreciate that. So, yeah, he's, I'm not sure where he's calling in from, just out for a bit of a stroll, I guess it sounds like they're out along the shore of the harbor. Sounded like he was crossing streams. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that too. You know, he's a, he's quite the old rascal for sure. So, once again though, folks, uh, it's been a blast and uh, we're going to queue up the outro here. Don't forget to check out the rest of our March schedule. We got a lot of great shows that have been booked and are ready to go. So on that note, on behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair and all the rest of the crew of the Robin Hood, until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always, ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay and draw an end to another week of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Remember... If you're looking for a little more lively online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing Rogues Gallery after show coming up for the next hour in either Skype, Google Hangouts, or Peer.im. Also, if you've in any way enjoyed or found yourself benefiting from the shows we've tirelessly produced over the past two years, you might want to drop by our Patreon tip jar page. Lend a little support. Half of all network donations go directly to charity. Help to keep those numbers growing over on Patreon, and we'll be able to extend even more of a generous pirate hand. Looking forward now to the balance of 2018, we're still not quite yet booked. So if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, 
or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via PirateOneRadio at gmail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged. Until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.